Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'm going to be sharing why the Bitcoin price can tap $21,000 before Friday's $510 million Bitcoin's options expiry. Also be breaking down the latest technical analysis and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser. Markets soar because you can't taper a Ponzi. Traders expect huge rounds of global money printing. Inflation will ratchet higher. Social unrest skyrocketing. Bitcoin $220,000 still in play. Also in today's show, the Bank of New York Mellon, which is the oldest historical bank in the United States, their CEO says recent entry into Bitcoin and crypto services are driven by client demand. Quoting him here, about 40% of them already hold crypto in their portfolios. About 75% of them are actively investing or exploring investing in digital assets. But here's the important stat, which is over 90% of them are interested in investing in some type of tokenized asset within the next few years. Also in today's show, crypto analyst Benjamin Cohen predicts Bitcoin capitulation scenario and shares his target between thirteen dollars to $14,000 for a potential Bitcoin price bottom. Also in today's show, top Coinbase executive says institutional crypto adoption is moving very fast and believes Bitcoin ETF is inevitable. Quoting him here, I think that's going to change despite the delay and ETF is inevitable. I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but I know at some point it's going to happen and also going to be sharing the the latest between Ye and JP Morgan and the continued saga as Kanye has been spotted wearing a Satoshi Nakamoto hat and quoting him here from a recent interview, I put $140 million into JP Morgan and they treated me like ish. So if JP Morgan Chase is treating me like that, how they treating the rest of y'all? Also be sharing Bloomberg analyst Mike McGlone details a $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction and calls Bitcoin the fastest horse in the race, quoting him here. So Bitcoin, I think it's only a matter of time until it appreciates towards that $100,000 level. And at some point, it's going to just slip in and kick into that bull market. Maybe at the same time, gold and treasury bonds do in terms of price. Also be breaking down the latest of what's going on in the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. With that being shared, I just want to welcome everyone to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. Again, I'm your host, JV. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Just tuning in and let's dive right into our market watch as there's a lot going on in the crypto market uh today let's start with coin 360 taking an overall look 
of the overall crypto market. We can see Bitcoin down about 1% for the day, now trading under $19,200. Let's see if this critical $19,000 support is going to hold up. We have Ether down 0.69%, trading just under $1,300, while XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Avalanche are all correcting and in the red, while Polkadot, Binance Coin, Dogecoin, and Uniswap are all breaking out and in the green and checking out the overall crypto market cap as we can see here according to coinmarketcap.com the current market cap is sitting at 925 billion with about 49 and a half billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the current bitcoin dominance at 39.8% with the ether dominance at 17.2% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours we have uniswap leading the pack up 6% trading at $6.71 followed by ave up 6% trading at 84 bucks followed by synthetics up 7% trading at $2.43 and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week we can see Casper up 22% Quant up 18% Ave up 17% and synthetics up 16% and checking out one of my favorite indicators it's the crypto greed and fear index shows we are currently rated a 23 in extreme fear the same as yesterday was actually a 22 last week a 20 and last month a 21 in extreme fear as we have been stuck in fear and extreme fear for virtually all of this year of 2022 and if you're not familiar with the crypto greed and fear index extreme fear can be a sign investors are too worried that can be a great buying opportunity aka btfd buy that freaking dip and when investors are getting too greedy that means the market is due for a correction. With that being shared, welcome, welcome everyone just tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts podcast episode number 1079. Let me know who you are in the live chat and where you're from. And later on the show, we're going to be reading out comments live and I'll be answering any questions and all that fun stuff. But without with all that being shared, let's dive right into our Bitcoin technical analysis for the day, as this is uh, pretty interesting with over a half a billion in options expiry approaching this Friday. Bitcoin has been trying to break above the 20,500 resistance for the past 35 days with the latest failed attempt on October 6th. Meanwhile, the bears have displayed strength on four different occasions after Bitcoin tested levels below 18,500 during that period. And here you can check out the Bitcoin 12-hour chart, which you can see here on your screen. And if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, be sure to check us out at CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video here at YouTube. Now, investors are still unsure whether it's 18200 which was really the bottom because the support level weakens each time that it was tested. And that is why it's important for the bulls to keep the momentum during this week's $510 million options expiry. Now, the October 21st, uh, 21st options expiry is especially relevant because the Bitcoin bears can profit $80 million dollars by surpassing bitcoin below 19,000. Now the open interest for October 21st options expiry is currently 510 million, but the actual figure will be lower since the bears were overly optimistic. These traders completely missed the mark, placing bearish bets at 17.5 and lower after bitcoin dumped below 19,000 on October 13th. Now Here's the potential scenarios I'm going to break down for you. These are the four most likely scenarios based on the current price action, the number of Bitcoin options contracts available on October 21st for both call and put, which are the bullish and bearish instruments, which vary depending upon the expiry price and the imbalance favoring each side constitutes the theoretical profit. So let's start here. Between 18 and 19,000, we have zero calls versus 4,300 puts with the net result favoring the bears instrument by 80 million. 
and between 19 and 20,000, there's 1,500 calls versus 1,100 puts with the net result balanced between calls and puts. And between 20,000 and 21,000, there's 43,000 calls versus 100 puts with the net resulting the bull instrument by 85 million. And last but not least, we have 21 and 22,000 with 7,200 calls versus zero puts with the net results favoring the bull's instrument by $151 million. Now, this is a crude estimate, which occurs, which the put options are used in bearish bets and the call options exclusively in neutral to bullish trades. So even so, this oversimplification disregards more complex investment strategies. For example, a trader could have sold the put option effectively, gaining positive exposure to Bitcoin above a specific price. But unfortunately, there's no easy way to estimate this effect. Now, Bitcoin bears need to push the price below 19000 to secure an $80 million profit. But on the other hand, the bull's best case scenario requires a pump above 21000 to flip the tables and score a $150 million gain. Now, the Bitcoin bulls had $80 million in leveraged long positions just looking liquidated on October 12th and the 13th, so they should have less margin than is required to drive the price higher. And consequently, the bears have higher odds of pinning Bitcoin below 19,000 ahead of the October 21st weekly options expiry. So there you have it. What do you think is likely to happen this Friday with that huge $510 million options expiry approaching? Let me know in the comments below. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin himself, Max Kaiser, markets soar because you can't taper a Ponzi. Traders expect huge rounds of global money printing. Inflation will ratchet higher. Social unrest skyrocketing. Bitcoin 220,000 still in play. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Max Kaiser. And welcome everyone just tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. Let me know if you are currently short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And regarding Bitcoin bottoms, I'm going to be sharing that in a little bit with a potential thirteen dollars to $14,000 bottom approaching. And we're also going to be sharing a $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction from Bloomberg analyst himself, Mike McGlone. But first, we got to dive into BNY Mellon, which is the oldest bank in the United States, which is embracing crypto is definitely a great sign for adoption. Check it. The CEO of the Bank of New York Corporation, better known as BNY Mellon, says that America's oldest bank is launching Bitcoin and crypto custody services in response to the rise in demand from clients. Last week, BNY Mellon became the first major U.S. bank to provide customers with a custody platform for both crypto and traditional assets after New York financial regulators gave it the green light to store Bitcoin and Ethereum for its customers. Now, during an earnings call on Monday, their CEO, Robert Vince says that a recent survey of large institutional asset managers, asset owners, and hedge funds show that the deep-pocketed investors are increasing interested or increasingly interested in crypto assets. As he shares here, about 40% of them are already holding crypto in their portfolios. About 75% of them are actively investing or exploring investing into digital assets. But here's the important stat, which is over 90% of them are interested in investing in some type of tokenized asset within the next few years. Numbers don't lie, 90% of them. Vince says that the result of the survey is proof of client demand, which prompted the 238-year-old bank to venture into crypto services. Quitting them here, the survey wasn't the tipping point, but it was an affirmation. But the answer to your question is client demand. Our clients want institutional-grade custody and solutions in this space. So there you have, we have mass crypto demand right now. I mean, they surveyed their customers. Again, numbers don't lie. 90% of them said, they are interested in investing in digital assets in the years to come. 
as I would imagine, as I mean, how could you not be interested in cryptocurrency, especially with fiat currencies around the world collapsing? And as we've seen, I mean, Argentine peso, there's so many currencies, uh, which are being devalued right now and hyperinflation occurring literally all over the world. So my hypothesis is that these fiat currencies around the world are going to continue to crash against the U.S. dollar. And then eventually the largest Ponzi of them all, which is the U.S. dollar, will eventually crash into the king crypto, BTC. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments uh, right down below. With that being shared, now let's dive right into a potential Bitcoin price bottom between thirteen to fourteen thousand dollars because this is the million dollar question. Everybody wants to know how low will the Bitcoin price likely go during this bear market? Well, let's break it down, shall we? And this is according to a crypto analyst who has been pretty accurate in the past, just FYI. Benjamin Cohen thinks Bitcoin can still witness another sell-off event en route to printing a fresh bear market low. In a new video, he tells his 770,000 YouTube subs that Bitcoin's one-year running return on investment indicator suggests that Bitcoin could be headed for a capitulation event, quoting the analyst here. Historically, Bitcoin's one-year Return on investment bottoms at about 0.2. The best way for it to bottom at 0.2 would be if we go down to the 13 to 14,000 range sometime in the next month or two. So he's saying before the end of the year. And then it would probably hit around that 0.2 level because we're comparing it to $69,000 and 20% of around 69,000 or at least where the daily close was gets you to around that 13 to 14,000 level, which he shares here in this chart. Now, Bitcoin tends to print a bear market bottom whenever the running one-year ROI metric hits 0.2. So should Bitcoin hodlers capitulate, Cohen predicts that Bitcoin will whipsaw panic sellers by pulling off an abrupt and strong rally once the bottom is in. Quoting him here, if we do see some type of capitulation, we can see some type of strong rally after it because all things considered, this would have been the typical bottom for Bitcoin. So you go sideways at about 70% down for months and months and months. And then eventually you see a final capitulation. This would be your typical bear market bottom for the king crypto. So let me know if you agree or disagree with Benjamin Cohen. According to him, a correction of his target of 14,000 suggests a downside potential of nearly 30% for BTC. But let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments right down below. I want to welcome everyone just joining in as well and give everyone a quick live shout out for those taking the time to join me live as this fly is flying around my face. Tone Lee, welcome. You're entitled to your feedback, bro. Bitbud says, uh, Welcome, always a pleasure. He says between five and twelve thousand. Welcome, Coin Father. Welcome, Bring Facts. Uh, welcome, Tom T and uh, the crew. Nathan, always a pleasure. Peza, always a pleasure. We got the whole crew in here with us today, which I love to see. And so, yeah, let me know your thoughts uh, surrounding what I just shared with you. And now let's break down some crypto adoption and a potential Bitcoin ETF. As we all know, a Bitcoin ETF would be game changing. I just watched an interview at a conference with Mr. Wonderful, aka uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, from Shark Tank, which was just recent. And he basically said, don't expect Bitcoin to break back out above 22,000 until there is some form of crypto regulation, which there is a lot of institutions waiting on the sidelines with massive capital to employ. But he's saying, don't expect any of this to take place until we get a Bitcoin ETF. So with that being shared, that gives us a little foresight into this. Let's break down. Top executive from Coinbase, his institutional crypto adoption is moving very fast, and he believes that a Bitcoin ETF is inevitable. That's right. The high-ranking exec from top U.S. crypto 
exchange Coinbase says institutional adoption of digital assets is moving quicker than most realize. In a new interview with Salt Talks, a senior advisor at Coinbase says he understands how, though it may not look like it by conventional standard institutional crypto adoption, but it's actually moving fast. Quitting him here, these things just take time. Institutional inertia is a very real thing. I had a hedge fund where one of the guys who worked for me picked up his monitor and threw it through a window because the colors on his OMS or his order management system change, and it's just colors. These are the creatures that have it. There's a lot of switching costs associated with adding new assets. So for me, for someone who spent 15 years trying to get commodities to be mainstream, it's actually moving fast. But I do understand why for somebody in the heat of the movement, it feels it's glacial. But for institutional, I think it is moving very, very fast. He also says that U.S. regulators have slowed the growth of the crypto market, but that he expects more favorable regulations in the future, including the approval of a Bitcoin ETF, and that's a spot Bitcoin ETF, different than a futures one. I think the regulators have been complacent to the point of harming the U.S.'s positioning with regards to the growth of this technology. I am sympathetic to their point of view. I am sympathetic to the notion that they feel they have to protect retail investors from volatile assets. I think that's going to change despite the delay. An ETF is inevitable. I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but I know at some point it's going to happen with the U.S. SEC rejecting several ETFs already, pressuring its mounting for an eventual approval. And crypto asset manager Grayscale recently took legal action against the SEC's rejection of the firm's ETF application. That's right. They're now suing them. And to watch this video entitled Market Cycles and Digital Assets, check the show notes below the video in the description. With that being shared, now before I break down our next story of the day, and we discussed Kanye versus JP Morgan. You can see there are uh, these photos floating around social media of Kanye wearing a Satoshi hat after being kicked out of his bank. JP Morgan, here is one photo. I don't know if these are Photoshop, but a lot of major news outlets are reporting them as if they are true. So that's why I'm sharing them with you, just FYI. And of course, we know he has been going back and forth with JP Morgan. So here's another photo of Kanye allegedly spotted wearing a Satoshi hat after being debanked from JP Morgan and quoting him here from a recent interview, I put $150 million into JP Morgan and they treated me like ish. So if JP Morgan Chase is treating me like that, how are they treating the rest of y'all? And he makes a great point. If JP Morgan, the largest bank in the United States that I am aware of, is treating Kanye, who put $140 million into their bank and doesn't want to do business with them, how are they treating each and every one of you? That's the million dollar question. So let me know in the comments right down below. And now recently, uh, how many of you watch Kanye on Drink Champs, which is a platform actually owned by uh, P. Diddy, um, where Noriega is one of the hosts, and Kanye did an over three-hour interview. Unfortunately, they uh, Noriega pulled down this interview with Kanye, and as a result, Kanye is now being sued for $250 million from the family of George Floyd due to some controversy. I don't know if you follow the whole story, but Candace Owens, she released a, a documentary recently about the truth of Black Lives Matter, and Kanye stood up. And was that actually that release? And he shared some insights on this interview that he gathered uh, from that documentary and being with uh, Candace Owens. And now there's a major lawsuit and there's a lot of back and forth, which is very interesting to follow. I think this is a pretty big deal. And I'll just tell you personally why before I dive deeper into the story is because when you have an influencer like this, 
with you know such a huge following and influence, not just in fashion and hip hop, but in just culture in general, uh, massive following. And he takes a stand and says, "F the banks, they don't want to do business with me." And he moves on up uh, over to Bitcoin, which he has been talking favorably about since 2020. He who was on a, a podcast interview with Joe Rogan, and he spoke very positively about Bitcoin. This just opens Pandora's box to the possibilities because I think a lot of people, especially influencers, feel the same way. You got Andrew Tate, the top G, who has been deplatformed. You got people like Alex Jones who have been deplatformed. When they deplatform you, they also shut down your merchant accounts. They shut down your banks. So you have no option to move money around unless it's decentralized with like Bitcoin. That's why I think Bitcoin is such a big deal. And if we get other major influencers sharing the same thesis, like, hey, they don't want to do business with me. They're corrupt. Let's just go to a decentralized platform where they cannot freeze my assets. That's what makes Bitcoin so valuable is the fact that it's decentralized and it's unconfiscatable and they cannot control it. And that's what gives us the power and puts the sovereignty back in our hands. But with that being shared, let's dive deeper into the, the controversy surrounding uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and uh, – uh, Kanye West. So yeah, this share, this photo was shared all across social media. I already shared the photo with you. Uh, when he was shopping over in Beverly Hills, the pictures came just after JP Morgan severed ties with the rapper following a string of controversial social media posts that Twitter has already banned him for. And however, according to The Guardian, the decision from the bank to cancel his account and that of his clothing brand Yeezy predates the rapper's comments. West's accounts will remain active until November 21st, giving him time to transfer the accounts and appearing on a podcast. He recently said that quote I just shared with you, I put $140 million into JP Morgan and they treated me like ish so if they treat me like that how they treating the rest of y'all west praised bitcoin on the joe rogan podcast back in 2020 this is quoting him here from then the bitcoin guys have a perspective on what the true liberation of america and humanity will be very powerful words coming from yay now satoshi invented bitcoin as a means of transmitting money without the need for third-party intermediaries like banks and by extension this was given bitcoin a reputation as censorship resistance money as only users have the power to move coins controlled by their personal private keys now canada's freedom convoy protesters used bitcoins to bypass restrictions on its fundraising from gofundme in february after the government froze bank accounts associated with the movement now west recently agreed to buy parlor which is another social media platform dedicated to maintaining free speech which also hosts an nft marketplace also like to point out that andrew tate got embraced by uh, the platform Rumble because YouTube uh, deplatformed him from there. So I think this is going to make decentralized platforms like Parler that much more popular. And as we all know, we have Elon. He recently re-agreed to buy Twitter, making it more free speech focus. Now check this out. This just happened. Uh, Kanye just released this video. I just saw it here this morning. I don't know if you watched it, but this is his response to recently all the backlash he received from the interview he did on Drink Champs with Noriega and regarding the controversy with the, you know, White Lives Matter and all that. Pretty interesting video to say the least. It's only about five minutes, but he addresses a lot in there. So if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to check it out. And what are your thoughts surrounding him being sued for $250 million regarding his comments uh, from uh, George Floyd? He basically said something like uh, that was revealed from that uh, documentary that George Floyd really died from fentanyl because he had a lethal uh, dosage like in his system. And that was the reason why he couldn't breathe in the beginning. 
all the controversy. I'm not going to get into the politics behind it, but it's very interesting to follow how you can be sued literally for $250 million for simply expressing your opinion. So if you've been following Candace Owens, you know, she has some good rants here on crypto, uh, I should say crypto Twitter. She's not so crypto, but nonetheless, uh, regarding what's happening, she feels this is their way of trying to control him and censor him, obviously. I mean, it's a no-brainer, but let me know overall your thoughts regarding Kanye West versus JP Morgan, as well as Kanye West adopting and adapting to Bitcoin and what this could potentially mean for the future of the cryptocurrency. With that being shared, now let's dive into our final story of the day, the moment you've all been waiting for, and discuss a realistic $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction for the King Crypto. I think everyone here knows it's inevitable. It's just a matter of when exactly will that, when will that occur. I'd also like to point out that the stock to flow model, which was created by Plan B, uh, predicts a $100,000 Bitcoin price between 2024 to 2025 as per the stock to flow. We also have Samson Mao, who is running for mayor of Bitcoin City in El Salvador, who is predicting a $100,000 Bitcoin price still this year, even though there's only two months left. And we also have Max Kaiser still predicting a $220,000 Bitcoin price for this year. But with that being shared, let's dive right into our final story of the day and discuss this $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction. As senior Bloomberg analyst Mike McGlone says Bitcoin skyrocketing to a six-figure price tag is only a matter of time. In a new interview with Daniela Cambone of Stansbury Research, shout out to Daniela, Bloomberg commodity strategist McGlone says that the Bitcoin price will eventually see a massive spike to $100,000 due to a combination of increased adoption and limited supply. Quitting him here. So Bitcoin Bitcoin, I think it is only a matter of time until it appreciates towards that $100,000 level. And at some point, it's going to just slip in and kick into that bull market. Maybe at the same time, gold, uh, gold, I'm sorry, probably at the same time that gold and treasury bonds do in terms of price. The key thing right now is getting pounded is it's getting pounded, but it is the most discounted it's ever been on the 100-week and 200-week moving average. And it's as simple facts of supply, demand, adoption. Looking forward to the next five or 10 years, supply is going down by code. Demand and adoption are going up. And he makes a great point, right? But Glone says crypto assets are fast evolving technologies that more people are coming to understand, adding that Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. You've heard that one before, right? He also notes that the use of tokenized dollars is on the rise. Quoting him here, I just came back from the Webex conference of loss in Vegas, and what you see is what I expect. People know this is the fastest horse in the race. It's rapidly advancing technology you can't fall behind and you need to be a part of. Sure, there's lots of speculation, but one thing that this space is doing, Ethereum is making possible this new technology where the most rapidly trading cryptos on the planet is the tokenized dollars. People are just starting to get that. U.S. regulators are just starting to get that. McGlone then predicts that the King Crypto will eventually become a global currency on par with gold, quoting him here. I am not bearish on gold, but you got to have Bitcoin in that space with gold because it is becoming global, digital, collateral. The strategist also weighs in on the Bitcoin short-term price, saying he expects a leading digital asset to reach 20000 soon, quoting him here. I think Bitcoin's building a foundation around nineteen to 20000 like it did around 5000 in 2018-2019. It did get as low as 3000 and here we are, 19000 So that's what Bitcoin does. It only goes down after it goes up a lot. And to watch this video, McGlone did what Daniela Cambona stands very research entitled Global Markets Preparing for 1929 Like Scenario. Check the show notes below the video in the description and let me know your thoughts surrounding his $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction when you feel realistically Bitcoin will hit 
that six-figure mark. Holla at your boy. With that being shared, now let's get into one of my favorite segments of the show, which is the live Q&A. And this gives everyone an opportunity to be shouted out live as well as ask me any question that you have to share. And there's a lot in the chat. So whew, here we go. BitBud says, is mom upset at buying Bitcoin at 40000 Tell me the truth. <laughs> no comment. Bitcoin Trini says, yeah, man, JV, good to see you, Trini. Always a pleasure, fam. The Coin Father says 2023, he's expecting eighteen to $35,000 Bitcoin price. Woof. Nathan Ross says, love the foundations. Tom says, I agree, Bitcoin has to explode at some point because of demand and scarcity. Exactly. If the demand increasingly rises and the scarcity due to the coding completely continues to get reduced, I mean, it's simple uh, supply and demand. The price has to go up. I mean, we're sitting tight. That's why the next halving, I mean, I cannot wait. It's right around the corner of 2024. Just saying. Frankie V, always a pleasure. Good to see you, bro. Tom T says, I think 100000 at least by 2025. Send it. Exactly. Sometimes you just got to plead the fifth, bro. You already know. Nathan Ross says, still looking for $6 million in six years. Let's go. I like it. $6 million Bitcoin price. That's what's up. Digital Gravity, good to see you too, fam. Good to see you. Garrett Soloway, I actually watched one of his videos the other day. It was actually pretty good, right in alignment with some of my personal beliefs of what is happening right now in the crypto market um, as well. The Coin Father says, my son got a new Christmas shirt. It says, all I want for Christmas is Bitcoin. Epic. OG, welcome. Good to see you, fam. Peza, always a pleasure. This gives us more time to stack. Absolutely. So keep stacking those stats. Eric Swanson, welcome. Good morning. Matthew C., welcome. Good morning. Says, great video as always. Eric Swanson says, I'm buying Bitcoin in the background when I make sales with my square title. That's or tile. That's what's up, man. Keep stacking them stats. Yeah, we. Uh, BitBuzz says, we still have plenty of time to stack as we are currently in a bear market. Right. So now let's actually read some of the top comments from yesterday's episode, particularly. Let's uh, share the screen here so you guys can see what's on the screen. So here we go. Here's some of the top comments from yesterday's particular episode. Paul wrote, thanks for the show, JV. I doubt I'd use an ATM. I would, however, use a crypto debit card. Paying in cash is not practical in today's age. It's easier to tap your card or display a QR code. You make a great point. That's when I asked yesterday how many of you have currently used a Bitcoin ATM or plan on using one in the future. Chris Seiden wrote, I love JV, your new music intro. Glad you like it. It really pops. Thanks for another outstanding show. You're absolutely welcome, fam. Do Hank says, thank you, JV for using the music again it's your tra it's your trademark ecoin put aloha jv crypto news alerts 2.0 is flowing nicely the rundown format was a good choice fire appreciate that fam inner dino always showing support so shout out to inner dino marino says thank you jv keep up the good work bro you the man peace that's what's up and i'm gonna pick one more comment from steve hubs i hope you stop giving out kaiser's 220,000 bitcoin prediction by the end of this year max will just move the year until he gets his price it's irresponsible to keep parroting his prediction well let me know if you agree or disagree with steve hubs regarding his thoughts here surrounding max kaiser's prediction hey i like to share different price predictions because you got to have balls to share a prediction especially as an influencer 
with the stature of Max Kaiser, we all know he must be a Bitcoin billionaire, right? Not many Bitcoin billionaires out there making predictions for the king crypto. Uh, most of them are scared. Uh, Max has been correct. He started uh, promoting Bitcoin back when it was a dollar via the Kaiser report. Um, he has also been wrong with predictions, but that's because he's human. If he was Satoshi or God, maybe he'd be right on every prediction, but I got to still respect that. I don't expect influencers to have the correct predictions, but for them to even have the balls to make the prediction is worthwhile for me to share. You, know, you understand? I don't believe that Bitcoin is still going to hit 220,000 within the next two months, considering we're at 19,000. I think that's very unlikely. Is there still a slight possibility, like maybe less than a half a percent chance that that can happen? Absolutely. That's why I got to share it. Anything can happen just as much as uh, Bitcoin can crash and go to zero. Very unlikely to happen, but is there a minute Small possibility, yeah, because anything can happen and we can't predict the future. So for that reason, I feel that it's viable to still share that prediction, right? That's just my thought. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. With all that being shared, let's dive into the big finish and let's wrap up of here what I shared with you here in today's show. In today's show, we discuss uh, why the Bitcoin price can tap 21,000 realistically uh, within the next two days as Friday's 510 million Bitcoin options expiry is fast approaching. We also discuss the Bank of New York Mellon, which is the oldest bank in the United States. Their CEO saying the recent entry into Bitcoin and crypto services is driven by client demand. And they did a survey saying 90% of their clients plan on buying crypto in the next couple of years. Also in today's show, we discuss crypto analyst Benjamin Cohen predicting Bitcoin capitulation scenario, and I shared his target between thirteen to 14000 as a potential bottom. Also in today's show, I shared that top Coinbase executive says that institutional crypto adoption is moving very fast, and he believes that a Bitcoin spot ETF is inevitable, and we spoke about the importance of a Bitcoin spot ETF, which would be game-changing and bring trillions of dollars of institutional money into the crypto market. Also in today's show, I shared the latest controversy surrounding JP Morgan and Kanye West, as well as, you know, what's going on uh, with him and uh, Candace Owens and Drink Champs and all that fun stuff. And we also discussed Bloomberg analyst Mike McGlone predicting a $100,000 Bitcoin price in play and calling Bitcoin the fastest horse in the race. And we also discussed the overall crypto market. With all that being shared, if you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know what to do. Hit that bell icon, turn on all notifications, drop a comment right down below as it helps out tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Peace.